What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the LA Soccer Hub Show. My name is Gio Garcia. Uh, today's Tuesday, October 12th. Uh, rocking the LA Dodgers hat, hat away. You know, it's not looking good right now. Uh, brink of elimination uh, today. So I had to show the support some, one way or another uh, for those listening. Uh, we're going to talk LAFC. We're going to talk black and gold. Final six games of the season coming up here this Saturday, starting with San Jose. Uh, before we get into that, let me introduce my guest. We got Justin from the Voices of Black and Gold, and he has also his podcast. Oh, it is Upper 90, Justin? Yes, the Upper 90 Football Podcast. You can find it on Twitter, at U90Football. Nice. And then once again, we got Andy Diosa from Yahoo, and we got LAFC Edge, uh, Marvin. Again, Andy, how you doing? What's going on, fellas? Happy to be here again. Chop it up. Been a little bit of a break, but we'll be back to it this Saturday and see how the end of the season goes. Yeah. Edge, how you, how you doing, Edge? I think you're on mute. You're on mute. You're on Sorry. mute. There we go. He's still getting used no, to the no. worries. <laughs> doing good. Just uh, happy to be back on the podcast. Man. Yeah. So, look, let, let's let's get into it because it's it's interesting, right? Um, uh, with LAFC having these last six games at home – I mean, last six games, um, must-win games, right? They're currently sitting – Ninth, uh, you know, outside looking in. Uh, Minnesota helped them out by not winning. Vancouver helped them out by not winning. Uh, but they still sit ninth. Uh, Justin, how, how you feeling about the team? Obviously, those, uh, this break must have been good for everybody except for the players that, that were international duty, obviously Brian Rodriguez. Uh, but what are your thoughts on this break and going into these final six games? Yeah, obviously, as you say, the, the break is good because it gives us – a little bit of time to recover with our injuries. We've been having some injuries all around, obviously Vela being the big one. Uh, still don't know when he's going to be back. But yeah, I mean, these six games are obviously very crucial. Um, San Jose at home, Dallas at home, Vancouver away, Seattle at home, and then Vancouver at home and, and Colorado away. So we have, or sorry, Dallas is away as well. But yeah, so we have three at home, three away. And so hopefully we can get enough points to hop uh either Vancouver or and Minnesota to, to get into that seventh spot. It's going to be tough though. It's going to be tough. And uh, I can't say I'm too optimistic about it at the moment. Yeah. Look, it's, it's been tough to be optimistic with LAFC because of what we expect in from the start of the season. Now is the last six games of the season. Uh, Andy, how, how are you feeling about obviously LAFC and these final six games that they have? Yeah, I mean, you guys, you said it. It's uh, it's kind of hard to have an optimism completely with this team right now, the, uh, seeing how things have gone throughout the year. But if there is any bit of hope, I think it starts Saturday. And I think, I mean, you know, you're going to say, I'll oh, take it one game at a time, right? But I think Saturday's result is a direct reflection of what happens for the next five games. Like, if they go out at, you know, it's an afternoon game at the bank, so – there's already questions about, you know, weather. I mean, it hasn't been that hot in L.A., so it probably won't be that bad. But uh, I'm sure the fans will be there per usual. And I think that if they get a result Saturday, then you'll start seeing a little bit, maybe a little bit more confidence because, like Justin mentioned, these are three away, three home, and you have to win the home ones, obviously. And if, if they if they don't get a result on Saturday, then I think that I'm not going to say that they're completely eliminated, but I think that that gives a little bit of a, of a push down towards the standings. But if they do get the three points, then you're looking at, you know, start – taking the calculator out and, and doing a bunch of different math equations and seeing like who's driving points against who. Uh, once again, I've mentioned like this regionalized schedule helps a lot in terms of like you're facing direct opponents this whole time. So it could be all the way to decision day that they might still mathematically have a chance. 
Uh, but once again, it all, it's all reflective on what happened Saturday. So uh, I think that Vela obviously is still a big question mark. We'll find out Thursday about his status. Um, Brian, I highly doubt, is back and playing Saturday because they have a game tomorrow or game Thursday against Brazil. So that's kind of a short turnaround for him. And same thing for Chiqui Palacios. But regardless of that, they have to go with who they have. And that's that's been the story of the season. So, um, yeah, I'll, I guess Saturday we'll have a better understanding. But I think, like Justin said, it's kind of hard to have a lot of optimism seeing how the season has unfolded so far. Yeah, before we get to you, I just want to pull up the standings right now. Obviously, LAFC currently in ninth place uh, with 34 points. Uh, Vancouver is above them in eighth place with 37. Minnesota is with 38. Galaxy in sixth place with 39. Uh, RSL in fifth place with 39. And who's below LAFC? Uh, San Jose Earthquakes, who they play this Saturday, which makes it very interesting because they have 33 points. They're also looking to get in. Obviously, you got FC Dallas. So the three home games uh, that LAFC has, right, is obviously this Saturday against San Jose. Um, Where's the next one? Uh, LAFC versus the Sounders on October 26th, and then on November 2nd versus uh, the Vancouver Whitecaps. Two of those three look very winnable. Seattle Sounders is the one that's doesn't look as winnable as a winnable game, uh, just because we know what the Seattle Sounders can do, what they've been doing. They've been so consistent. Obviously, they're in first place with 57 points. Um, you know, and we've seen LAC struggle over the years with them. Um, Edge, how you how you feeling about about LAC in these last uh, six games? You know, it's it's hard to feel optimistic. You know, when you look at the table like you were just showing. You know, and seeing Vancouver and Minnesota above us with such a good lead, you know, three and four points, it's really hard. You have to, it's, it's hard to be in a position where you're relying on the other team scores, you know, and if they win or lose, and that's basically the position we're at besides just getting the wins that we kind of need. We also just have to hope they do badly, you know, that's never a good position to be in. And that's basically the position we're in. I think Minnesota plays next week. They play Austin, which is not good at all, right? Austin last place. Um, So we're probably not going to get over them next week. And, you know, we're just going to have to see how they perform. But, you know, I think this is a good um, lead into Vela. And where is he going to be? You know, I know that we see him training, but it still looks like light training in the photos. You know, you see a lot of these photos of, the players and they look very aggressive playing, you know, and Vela just looks like he's still jogging, you know, in a lot of these photos or doing a light plat, light pass. So I'm not, I don't feel too confident that he's going to be even in the San Jose home game. You know, I really hope he is, you know, but I'm not too sure. And a lot of our success will depend not just on Vela, but when he comes back, is he going to perform and how is the team going to perform with him and such, you know, Right now, the, the team has kind of had to adapt without him for the last, what, like eight or nine games. And so Chicho Orango doesn't have too much experience with him. And I just don't know how everything's going to gel together, you know, all at the last minute in this last six games. Yeah, I, think, I mean, the Vela thing is, is very interesting because it's six games. Uh, to me, it's a matter of like motivation. How, how motivated is he really when the team's sitting yeah. in ninth place? Um, you know, and obviously we see him back, back and forth. Uh, oh, we see the photos, you know, consistently they're, they're posting, you know, LAFC's posting throwbacks, you know, um, and it's unfortunate because of, of what the season was, but even if say Vela plays, he's not playing 90 minutes, probably may, maybe 15, 20 minutes, you know, it's going to be his first game back in what, eight, nine games. Um, it, it, it's cra- kind of crazy. So I'm just very curious when, when we see Vela, uh, play, how motivated, 
uh, is he going to be right to to want to play these last five games um, and give it all out just to to fight for potentially a seven spot because out of these what six games that can get eighteen points and right now what what, what did I say there were there are thirty four points. I don't see them. I think it's hard to say. I think it's pretty pretty obvious to say that they're not going to get the full eighteen points, you know, uh, because of the way the season has gone. Uh, I mean, half of that is likely, you know, or may not. So it's like when we start to do the math or you start to break it down. I, I'm not. I'm not going to do that. Um, but I was talking to a couple of other guys, and they said about around fifty points is is the mark. Uh, is 15, the mark to yeah. 50 is the mark to get so there's oh. 16 50 to, to 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 secure a spot around 50 yeah. points to secure a spot in in the MLS standing so that's they would need 60 points right now if they're yeah if they're at 34 points so they would have to literally win almost every single game um to do that so if you do the math if they're if that's right that you need to get close to 50 all right um that's that's tip is that if that's the threshold i think it's looking complicated and i think for me um i'm really gonna see uh i'm really gonna see where vela is gonna be at right because you could you're gonna tell like right in his movement and stuff like that once he gets once he gets to play um all that who who's who's squeaking someone's squeaking someone <laughs> may be squeaking um but um but yeah uh, Justin, what what are your thoughts on potentially seeing Vela uh, this Saturday? Yeah, well, as you said, I think it's pretty sure that even if he is there, that he's only going to play, what, 15, 20 minutes because that's what Bob always does. He always brings him back very slowly, um, never throws him into the fire, which makes sense. I mean, he's getting older and he's coming back from injury. But, I yeah, I don't think we can put too much – I don't expect to see him, honestly. Uh, but even if we do, it's not going to be too much of a contribution, not enough to where we can say, okay, Vela can come win us this game or anything like that. So we need to focus away from him, especially for this game, in my opinion. And, and obvious, and as Andy said, we're unlikely to have Brian Rodriguez as well. So that puts a lot of pressure more on Chicho, Sifu to, to try and get this game done. Yeah, and I, and I think of that also is just like, right, obviously having Brian – um, obviously he posted that photo with Messi and stuff. I think that was, that was really cool. I think, you know, obviously it's Messi's, you know, arguably the greatest player in the world, but they didn't get the win. They ended up losing what three zero. Um, I just, I didn't watch the game. I, I just saw the highlights, but yeah, he's a big piece of, of, of this LAFC team. Uh, Andy, well, uh, let's ask you, let me ask you, what, what are your thoughts on, on Vela and what we could potentially see these, these final six games from him? Oh man, it's, it's tough because, when he came back earlier in the season, it was kind of the same thing, right? Like you said, a little bit of a progression to see like where he was really at. And I think there was a few moments that he showed. He was like, okay, he was picking up a little bit of uh, a little bit of health and confidence and speed and different things that we're used to seeing from him. And then there was that one game who I believe was against the Raptors that he just looked completely out of it, uh, just wasn't there. And, you know, there's only six games left. And in reality, it might not even be that many. Because like we say, if you, if you take a loss here and you take another one, that might, that might be all she wrote. So like Justin said, you can't fully bank on him, even if he is back, which I do expect to see him back at some capacity. Uh, we'll, like you said, we'll find out uh, on the press call Thursday. But the way it's gone, you can't be 100% confident that he comes in and gives you, you know, a, a completely new look, given the fact that, you guys mentioned he hasn't played with Chicho. Uh, Brian will be out most likely and still have to integrate himself there. And this is the San Jose team where they just lost, what, 2-0-2 uh, last time they played them up there um, in San Jose. So it's not, you know, it's not going to be an easy game for them. We always know that a team led by Matias Almeida gives them trouble. But 
listen, if if they have any flight left in him and if, if Vela could, could give him any bit of help, uh, I, I would assume that he does that. But I can't say that the outlook is, is promising there either just because of what the season has looked like. Yeah, and obviously here, here I pulled I pulled up an image of, of Carlos Vela there. Like, you know, he said uh, – uh, he doesn't look like he's gaining weight or anything like that. I don't think he would, um, you know. But I think the the thing with, with LAFC has always been these injury concerns, right? And I think that's one thing, regardless who who comes, because there, there's going to be a change. I, I mean, I think that's fair to say. There's eventually going to be a change, right, whether Vela stays, whether what happens with Bob. But I think, I think the fans deserve to know at least some updates of the players when it comes to injury. You know, uh, look, if a player's going to be out – four weeks, there's nothing wrong with saying he's going to be out four weeks. Or if a player's going to be gone for uh, a season in the injury, or, you know what I'm saying? I think that's fair to say. And I think that's one thing that about LAFC that I, I don't think it's been fair to the fans um, when it when it comes to injuries and knowing these. that They said it was a quad thing with Vela, you know, and, you know, quad, I forgot someone someone had brought up. I, I, look, I'm not a doctor or anything like that, but it, it doesn't take as long as it, as many games as it took Carlos Vela, right? If there's other things, personal things going on, I completely understand that. But if you're just saying it is it is an injury and he's only supposed to miss a limited amount of games, now he's missing, what, eight, nine games, I think that there's a question for concern there because you're not being transparent with something that should be transparent when it's the superstar of your team and a superstar of the league. And I think that's the one thing I think I feel like LAFC has lacked. Um, you know, I'm just kind of going on a tangent here, but I think the fans deserve that. They deserve to know what's going on with Carlos Vela. They deserve to know why you're not doing, why your superstar is not doing. If he's not going to talk, the team needs to address it, or Bob or whoever needs to be honest about it. Like, hey, he's not going to be, he's not going to be available for these next six weeks or anything like that. Maybe that's not what the fans want to hear. But I think when it comes to an injury, it's better to be upfront about it from covering the NBA, from covering the MLB. That's how it's done in all major professional sports in, in America. It may be different around the world, but that's how we do it here. And I think it's, it just needs to be more fair to LAFC fans uh, in the 3252. Um, Edge, let's get your thoughts. Yeah. I mean, it's going to be really important to see how Vela is when he comes back. And I think he's kind of underestimating how much he's losing the fan base. You know, when I see everywhere on social media, people are kind of just okay with him leaving the team. And I don't feel that way. I'm like a Vela optimist. And I think he's the best player in the MLS. Mm-hmm. And I want him to come back, you know, like the old Vela. And I still think he can. I think this is a, you know, he's having personal issues. That's my, that's my opinion. I don't think it's so much a physical injury as much as maybe front office problems, salary negotiations and things like that. All I know at the end is that a happy Vela to me is like the best Vela. And I don't know what's going on with him, but if he does come back, um, I just think he really has to impress the fan base again because I think he's he's okay living off of the 2019 performance and that everybody still loves him and everybody still wants him there. But, like, no, I think he underestimates how much of the fan base he's actually lost. And I think these next six games with Villa, he's going to have to impress us again. And um, as much as I would just, you know, would love for him to be here again, 2022 for three more years a lot of the fan base doesn't feel like that anymore and i think he's lost them and like i said i think if he were to come back in these last six games maybe five the last five and really impress the fan base i think i think he would be able to capture them again and 
I think the front office might be milking that, you know, that in 2020, his wife was pregnant. There was COVID going on. He didn't, he hardly played. He came back, his form was down. And I think they're like, Hey, look, you're the highest paid MLS player, but your form hasn't shown it. You know, here's 50% of your salary. You know, obviously this is all speculative talking, but if that's the case, you know, then he should still impress, you know, in these last five games. And maybe that helps with the salary negotiation. I don't know. Yeah. I'm getting well, ahead I'm gonna, of myself. I was going to say, well, going back to 2020, I mean, I, don't th- I, yeah. I think that that, that that was pretty reasonable and pretty fair. I don't think yeah. that's bad. But I think 2021, I, I think the biggest thing, look, I, I've watched Vela Carlos career this whole year. But I think the biggest thing about him is not addressing the fans or not acknowledging. I was at the uh, All-Star game and he did the interview with, with – uh, Thun. That's when he th- talked about that he missed playing in Europe. Um, he didn't even uh, address the fans that I just happened to, they had blocked it off for him to walk. I just happened to be walking back um, because I couldn't hear the interview, so I didn't want to stay. So I happened to be walking back when uh, Carlos Vela was was just leaving. So they, they blocked it off, and I got like this little video of him. And like, there's fans from the 3252. Uh, there's a couple fans that I knew that were like, Vela, Vela, like yelling, uh, like, you know, just to like, say what's up or you know sign some autograph and let's l- you know the the stadium uh the the all-star games being hold, held in your stadium you haven't seen the fans you've been injured you haven't had the type of season i just felt like he could have just said something or signed a jersey or be like you know but i think whatever is bothering him uh I, I'm, a, I'm gonna go with the assumption as well it has to do with the front office and um what what has been going on that's just an assumption i don't i don't know that to be true um i think all that stuff potentially bother him and led him to not um be a, as sociable as he once was with the fans because Carlos Vela's not been that guy he's never been that guy I've said this no. before he's never been that guy with fans or the media or anything like that but like I feel like once when, when you're having an event like that and you're there and your fans are there I think he should have at least said something to the fans or something I, I acknowledge him but he just like he just like and it was so weird. And like, I looked at the fan next to me and he was just so, he was just so pissed off and he was just like, so disappointed. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I mean, I told you, that was the day that he did that interview was the day of the actual all-star game, right? Yeah. Yeah. The day that's uh, everything that has the happened. Day before, the day before, I think I was telling you, cause that's the day Chicharito was there, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I was, I was, I was like, there's zero time. chance that we see Vela even be in the stadium. And then like the next day, he's like, hey, that was like, I was shocked that he was even there. So to that point, yeah. And I was gonna say Chicharito. I think he stopped and signed a couple autographs. Everything. (laughs) Yeah, at the bank. And this is back in California Stadium. And obviously, this night stadium, the All Star game. He wasn't playing either. So I I just thought that was kind of odd. So I could tell. And even when he said that that interview, I think there's definitely some type of a riff with the front office. And and look, let's be clear. uh, uh, Diego Rossi wasn't um, motivated as well. There's a lot of things that happened, and I think. When you look how this whole season has gone, is I just don't think it's just on Bob. It's obviously, it's not just on Carlos Vela. You also got to look at the front office, um, you know, with some of these decisions and stuff, and how everything's being moving forward. All I will say, I, look, I, Carlos I, Vela. I, let me finish. Carlos Vela yeah. is a even though the the type of season he's had this year, I, 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 he hasn't showed right the heart or the emotion for the fans. But it's it, it will be hard to replace him. It will be hard to replace him. It, I don't think I think fans are underestimating the type of talent and what he's done for LFC. It will be hard to replace him and to bring obviously Chicho. You can build around Chicho, but it, it, there's a lot of things. Look how the season has gone so far without Vela uh, for majority of these games. And if Vela doesn't come back, I, I don't think it, it'd be. Um, it, it could be. I don't think it'd be as successful. Uh, Justin, let's get your thoughts. Yeah. Well, 
First of all, I, I, as Edge was saying, a lot he has lost a lot of the fan base, and I, I'm close to one of those. I mean, I agree with what he's saying that like, Carlos Vela is the best player in MLS when he's playing. The problem is he doesn't play very much anymore. He's injured so often that is is picking sure. up the option for next year. Right, exactly. Injured in quotations, um, but is picking up his option for next year really the best decision? That that's can that six million dollars be spent in a better way? In my opinion, it probably can. Um, well, let's, let's be clear because that money just that, that's what the owners pay, you know. The owners, right? Yeah, no, I mean his salary, I mean his salary, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah that, I, that, I mean, so that doesn't sa- affect the roster, I think, to, right? And, and no, I know I just, fans are like, oh, he's taking all this salary and all these. No, he's not, he only takes up a certain uh, cap of the salary, and then the rest of the owners pay the money. So, if you can right, feel no, bad just, for anybody, is the, the owners, but go ahead. Well, I'm saying if, if we replace him with a new DP, we spend those six million dollars on a new DP, we spend the, the owners are spending that money. Uh, if we if he we don't pick him up, but I mean to your point of him not caring enough. I mean he wasn't even at El Trafico. He wasn't at Dignity Hill Sports Park. Instead, he was in Malibu with his wife at the beach. We don't know so, that to be true. He did post that we photo. Know, we know his we wife know. posted the photo at at the beach in Malibu during the game. During the game, was this on Instagram stories or was it at a post? It was a post. Uh, it was a post. Yeah. Okay, you don't. We don't know that to be true because. I don't know that it'd be true. Look, I, I it's I becoming highly post- coincidental. It's happened yes. quite a bit. Yes. She's posting yes. a lot of Malibu during the games, and I'm like, "What are you really? trying to say?" I, I don't, like, it I wasn't. Don't, it wasn't once. Her, so. It wasn't once. I was like, it, "Okay, really? okay, bro, yeah. let's speak. Let's speak on it because I don't. I don't follow her. But well, yeah. if he's in training, he should be at the game. That's that's my opinion on it. There's there's Correct. no reason unless he's seriously injured. I mean, Eddie Segura was at the bank when he had a torn ACL. I saw him and took a picture with him while he was walking around on that torn ACL. So Carlos yeah. Vela should be at the biggest game of the year almost. But, you know, you know, it's funny. But is this is No, the first El Trafico, he was even there. And I asked the team yeah. and they're like, oh, they gave me uh, some some uh, interesting response. They're like, oh, players, I don't. There are are not playing. Usually, don't show up to the game. I'm like, yeah, but this is. <laughs> I didn't say anything else, but I was like, this is a superstar. This is not any team. But I, I'm with you on that. That he's not currently showing up. Edge, what what were we gonna say? Well, I mean, it's nothing new, honestly. The LAFC fan base that Vela is extremely transactional. You know, he doesn't have as much as it hurts the fan base. He doesn't have an attachment to any team he's ever been part of. And, I mean, of course, everyone gets a little sentimental when they leave their team. He, when he was a little sentimental when he left Real Sociedad. But that's not, like, his purpose in soccer, the way some players could grow attachment to teams and the fan base. I think for him it's the big dollar. And that's fine. A lot of elite players have that mentality. You know, even Messi was like that for a bit. Um, but And I'm okay with that. I don't necessarily need that type of relationship with – are elite players. If, if they're transactional, that's fine, as long as they're performing. The problem is he hasn't been performing, so we have to expect that out of him, and he has to understand that we're not going to accept that. And like I said, going back these last six games, I think he has to prove himself. I don't think he could just ride his old success into the new season and a new contract. Yeah, no, I, I agree with that. There's a 2019, that's 2019, this is 2021. Um Chris earlier, he says, I agree as a season ticket holder who pays a lot of money for their seats. Absolutely. want to know more about energy injuries. I, and I expect a better team. I completely agree. And I, and I think that too, is this like, if Vela wants that money, the, the 6 million or whatever it is, cause I think it's 7 million. I think it got bumped up this year. Um, yeah. He has to show it these, these next six games. Um, 
you know, I, I just think, look, even though he's the best player, you got to show something that you care about the team, some one way or, or another. Like, if you don't show that, then it's it's all good. It's gonna be unfortunate. Um, it's gonna be a hard because you could be without potentially Bob Bradley and Carlos Vela, and that's you're literally starting from scratch again, right? Um, and that, that would be interesting when there was when this was supposed to be MLS or bust, and it's 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 looking like bust and rebuild, which 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 is which is unfortunate. Um, let me pose this question: If you had to keep, if you had to keep one, either Bob Bradley or Carlos Vela, who would you keep, Andy? Oh boy, um, Bob Bradley. <laughs> this is gonna be a, Bob Bradley. Bob Bradley. Why? Why? I think I think I'm not saying is the worst idea for LAFC because of what you guys have already mentioned. Like we could we could you know praise everything that he's done in the past, but in the last season and a half or whatever the case may be, he hasn't shown anything that um, that would have players confident or that would have fans confident that him returning is a, the best idea for the team. Now I know people probably don't think that Bob is the best idea for the team either. But if I had to choose one, I would go the route of, of keeping Bob Bradley for that, for that sake that you can't, after a while you have to cut ties with players. It's the, the, the business of sports, right? You get, you grow to be so, uh, I guess, indebted to these players and, and, you know, appreciate everything that they've done. But after a while, it, you know, things end, man. I'm a Patriots fan. I, I'm living it this season. Like after a while, you know, the story is not going to go on forever. Like it's hardly ever perfect in sports. And I think when there's a moment that you could feasibly part ways without it being dramatically uh, troubling, because I don't think this would be dramatically troubling unless some crazy stuff comes out about their, their actually being, you know, behind the scenes stuff. But we won't know that. Unless, you know, if there's a way that you could cut that off without it being, you know, crazy, I think you have to. And if Vela has aspirations to go play somewhere else, sure, he could go do that. And I'm not saying that the talent's not there. He could definitely turn it back up. But like Justin said, if you don't see him on the field consistently and producing, that at the end of the day is, is not good for the team and for the players around him. Because we know when a player like that's on the field, the game changes for the team. You have to kind of factor in how do we play with Vela? He has to, you know get you know hey most of the balls we want to filter it towards him like it's gonna it's a whole different game for everybody it's like any great player in any sports when that person is on the field when that person is on the court that um you know the dynamic changes so i think for the for the sake of rebuilding and the team growing and going in a new new direction if i had to choose one it would be uh keep bob bradley what about about you edge Uh, it's a tricky question because it's is Vela informed in this scenario? If he's if it's still in doubt, I mean, we still have these six games ahead. Ask me, end of season. You get a healthy, you get a healthy Bob Bradley, and you get a healthy Carlos Vela. Oh, Vela, healthy hands <laughs> down. If if that's the case, um, but you know, when I actually sitting here and actually thinking about what we're all saying, like it in 2019 when Vela got broke all the freaking records in MLS, that was a that was a personal accomplishment and. Once again, that's pretty transactional because it didn't it didn't render team success, right? We didn't get the cup. We didn't even get very close to it, to be honest. And it makes me wonder if Vela in these last games is not invested enough because he's so transactional. Like this final doesn't mean the same as it means to us as the fans. What do you, maybe what do you some mean? Other- what do you mean? What do you mean final? What Final game of the sixth season? Final games of the season? I'm saying like I'm saying like, oh, for instance, the Champions League final. 
we didn't when we we lost versus Tigres and getting in the playoffs in 2019 and not getting as far as we would like or even to the final. Yeah, but I don't think you're, I don't we we don't we don't know get get into that rabbit hole. I, I don't think he's thinking that way when he's playing about transactions and stuff. I think he. Well, no, I'm saying that's like when you when a team when a person bleeds for the team and like he loves his soccer team. That's a whole different mentality than these personal accomplishments that he accomplished in 2019, which made the team a success. But I feel like Vela is, when you see these finals and when we lose, they're always so like such a letdown. It doesn't feel like we were like the best team. It doesn't feel like, oh, we lost, but we were the best team. It always feels like we didn't do enough. And honestly, now I'm starting, like when I think of that, I think of Vela perhaps not being the right player that's going to motivate the team enough and create that team success. So on that note, I would say I wouldn't renew either one of them, to be honest. <laughs> also, that's that's I a fair well, response. Well, just lastly, I feel like Bob Bradley it has been figured out in the MLS with the 4-3-3. Mm. He's lost his identity. He's been trying the 5-3-2 with all these injuries, which is working okay, and I can't blame him for all the injuries that we have and the the correct depth, which I, I blame Thorington for not giving us the right depth. Um but at the end, I don't feel like Bob Bradley is going to get us that cup. I, that's my personal opinion. And I would say no to Bob Bradley, too. Well, you had to pick one, but I guess we'll, we'll leave it at that. <laughs> Justin, Justin, what about you? Uh, uh, tricky question, but obviously Bob Bradley or Carlos Vela? I know you said you were, you were leaning on Vela out. Yeah, I mean, well, I agree with Edge that I want them both out. But if I had to choose, um, it, the debate is really this to me. In the long term or the short term, as far as next season, keeping Vela is probably best, but in the long term, we want to get Bob out. So, because if Bob stays, he'll be here for multiple years because he it means he's getting an entire rebuild of his team. So he'll he'll get to you know work with Thorington and choose the players that he wants for his rebuild and try and you know win another MLS Cup in the next two or three years, like he got the chance to do originally with the original you know team. But if Vela stays, Vela's just going to stay for one more season. He's going to, we'll pick up his player con option for next year, or his club option, excuse me, for next year, and he'll play one more year and then he'll leave. So for that reason, I would probably want Bob out just because Vela's not going to stay more than one year anyway. Uh, that's So I, I would choose Bob for that reason. But I mean, a healthy Vela next year would be amazing. I just don't expect to get a healthy one. Yeah, I think it, it, it's such a tricky question to ask that. Because it's uh, there's there's gonna be a change, right? Both could leave or one's gonna stay. But I, I think about it like the your biggest superstar and your head coach are gone. Uh, you gotta start from scratch. You got, I mean, you gotta already be thinking that. But I also think like the way the players were brought in. You know, I, I look Bob Bradley when it came tactical some games. Yeah, well, it was his fault. But I think when you look at the roster build, that wasn't this. I don't think that was hundred percent his fault. You know, bringing all these USA USL players and all these things. No, no team carries USL players. Seattle Sounders don't carry USL players like LAFC does. That is the difference between LAFC this season and uh, the Seattle Sounders. They got veteran players. And I think that is that is, that was the biggest thing that hurt them because you had to keep depending on these USL players and you had to keep going all this back and forth. And when I kept, kept saying, kept seeing all these, all, all these domestic news breaking and all these different things, I was like, it's another USL player, man. <laughs> like, it, it, it didn't it, – like, I wasn't like, oh, who it is. I was like, go through the USL roster, and then they and, added this And that's other Thorrington's gang. fault, right? Let's, uh, let's you would get assume, that clear. You, you would that's assume so. Fault. Yeah, you would assume I mean, it's the front office. I don't have a problem with Bob Bradley as much as John Thorrington. John Thorrington, in my opinion, is the one who's 
the strategy of the return on investment on these these young players, whether it's USL or non-USL, even the just the youth players, you know, I think that's what's kind of destroyed this team, to be honest. I think it needs to be a balanced mix, and he's only thinking of um, the return on investment, and I think that strategy was not balanced, and it was misguided, and it screwed up our year. I think Gio froze. Uh-oh. Got a frozen Gio, man. Not the host. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I agree with what you're saying, Edge. I, I mean, I think it's both of them because they came in as a package yes. deal. And, Correct. and they, they're, 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 I mean, they're supposed to work together flawlessly. Correct. They're supposed to yes. get along really well. And it doesn't seem that I way. Think it's like it a, seems... I think it's like a 60-40 balance, in my opinion. Like, I think it's 60% John Thorington. I mean, See, like I think Bob... everybody... I think we should all agree it's 60-40. Just who's the 60 is the debate. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, mean, you have to give credit to – sorry, go ahead, Andy. No, nah, I just think it's, it's tough because they had this concrete idea. And I guess for like a season or two, you're like, oh, this is great, man. It's going to work out. But I think we've talked about it before. Like they reached kind of that mountaintop without much to show for it besides the supporter shield and, you know, a few individual team records. But – at those at those moments, you're like, oh, this is amazing. Like Diego's gonna go, we're gonna get money for that, and then Atuesta, and then you know, it, things just don't pan out that way. So the I think the idea, and this is I said this before about Thornton. I don't think that that strategy is gonna change, which is the important part. Like I think they're gonna stay that way, but I think this season more so than any other season, well, I would hope so. They learn a lot more about how else. Like you can't just have that plan and and expect it to, like you said. How you need to have a balance. You can't expect it to just be your your be all. So I think yep. um, you know noticing that they have too many inexperienced players. Noticing that maybe at at times this roster probably could have used a lot more MLS experience in certain situations. Um, just different things like that that they have to learn. But honestly, like I said, Thornton for sure is not going anywhere anytime soon. No. <laughs> and he's co-president. He's co-president. Exactly. So, he's not yeah, just general manager. He's yeah. his own boss, you know. And it's he like who's, to, he's, I think he just needs to realize, like, I, I realize, like, that piece that I don't want to say it's holding them back, but realize that piece that whatever direction it does move. I don't know much about chess, but I would try to make a chess analogy. But whatever way it does move, <laughs> dictate everything. Checkers. Else. No, sorry. <laughs> sorry, guys. I froze. This, this Wi-Fi here. You gotta like log in every twenty-four hours. It's, it's tell them where you at, Gio. Tell them where you at, man. I'm in, I'm in Vegas. I'm out in Vegas. So, yeah, I'm about Vegas. You supporting the um, Las Vegas Lights or what? Yeah, so I actually came out here just to do a little bit of recruiting with the Las Vegas Lights. So, I actually, I just had I just had uh lunch and dinner with the front office, so, you know, You're I'm giving you guys USL all the answers. <laughs> so, I'm going to tell you guys the newest signing. So, I just found out. No, it's it's all, it's, all, it's all jokes. Um, but yeah, no, look, I think for John, I think he has to realize what he did this year, he can't do that again because he's not like to your point, Andy, he's not going nowhere. He's not, but I think you can't have all these youngsters. Yes. They're talented, but they're limited experience. You need to get uh, MLS experience or, you know, even if you're going to South America, get some guys that are 26, 27, you know, get to get some mature, more mature guys. It's too much. It's too much. Um, it's too much young talent and not, not a lot, not enough veteran players. Chicho was amazing, but he was too late. I feel like if you got Chicho at the start of the season and you didn't play with three DPs this whole year, this whole year, uh, uh, Brian Rodriguez was on loan, which didn't make sense. You know, look back. He came back. Just didn't. 
Well, uh, Rossi is on loan. You didn't sell him. You couldn't replace him one for one. And I think all those things really hurt uh, the roster build. I, I really feel like, look, Bob Bradley did not do a good job during some games, but I feel like Bob Bradley did a, a really good job with what he was given roster-wise um, because not a lot of coaches would be able to do what he's done roster-wise. Now, okay, game-wise and all of these things, it's a different story. So yeah. there's some games that are questionable, but I think what he's done with this with this limited roster, this thin roster, and this very young roster, and this USL roster that we saw at times, I think I think we saw him do some things that that were good and somewhat keep LAFC in contention. Now it's uh, you expect a lot more. You don't you don't expect uh, LAFC to be to be in a certain situation, but I think the front office definitely definitely needs to do a better job moving forward because we know John Thornton's not going anywhere, and he they got to realize like they can't build a team like this moving forward. If you want to compete for for a championship, if you want to be an FC Dallas and all that, man, you, you're selling the the thirty two fifty two the the wrong the wrong the wrong. Um, Lemonade because we thought this was going to be a championship team, but like I hope this does not become an FC Dallas type of team. Um, yeah, you want to bring in that young talent, but you know, you, you want to win the championships. And I don't think any FC Dallas fan is excited that they're selling all these, you know, Weston McKinney's even before they get to the team or, or you know, Pepe and stuff like that. Like, but they're they're always at the bottom of the table. I don't see that being LFC, and I hope I don't think the front office is thinking that way. Uh, but we'll we'll have to see. I think this is a conversation until after the season. Um, but I think that conversation is probably going to happen a lot sooner uh, than later. Justin, Justin, what are, what, are, what are your thoughts? Yeah, well, I will disagree that I don't think Bob has done you know the best job even with what he's been given. He has had a lot of youth players, but first that's been more in the second half of the season as, as we've fallen off. Um, but I, I mean, he still had a good amount of players. He still has. You know, Brian Rodriguez has been playing. He now has Chicho. He had Rossi for a while who wasn't performing. He's had Sifu, Atuesta, who has had a down year. Ginella's not performing. Chiki Palacio's down year. Moon is on half a million a year, should be performing more. I mean, we have players there that should be at a higher level than they're performing. They're, but I, I, I think the young players thing, to me, it's felt like we've almost given up on the season and given Bob, like, this this time during the rest of the season to play all his young players and decide who he wants to keep for the next rebuild. It doesn't seem to me that there's any idea of, okay, we'll sack Bob because otherwise we would be going hard for this and we would be playing all of our best players all constantly. But the young players bringing them from lights, it, it gives us an opportunity like we found with fall, maybe Duke as well. Okay. These guys can be pieces for the future. And then we find other players like Edwards who maybe are to go forward with this team that's that's the vibe i get from the, the end of the season um yeah i I'm, i think i may be cutting out uh, on you guys i don't know let me know if i'm cutting out because um i got i got the janky wi-fi over here but am i am i good is, is, You're good. is, is, is You're okay good. okay because i can tell i have like two bars on the thing it usually kind of tells me so um but yeah let, let, let's 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 talk about um Obviously, you know, moving forward, because regardless, even if they make the playoffs, I think it's it's still going to be uh, a tough road, right? So it's like when you when you see LAFC, right? Edge, let, let me ask you this: like, what do what do you want? What do you want to see from LAFC these six games? I want to see all the players on the pitch or on the bench whenever they play to give a hundred and ten percent, and for them to know that preseason twenty twenty two will be judged on these last six games. 
That's what I would want them to know. As in, I want to see you play your heart out to 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 justify why they should like keep you next season. Because I feel like overall, these players, none of these players really prove themselves yet. I wouldn't, I mean, who who to you guys would you say has proven that they should be renewed? Of course, there's players like a Twesta, which we love, and they, he's performed. But even then, a little like four or five games ago, he was being inconsistent before, and even before his injury. But I don't really feel like anybody has proven themselves very well. I'm what, once again, with the exception of maybe one or two or three players at most, but I feel like all the other players were playing very like nobody was had accountability. Everybody was like, oh, it was a team loss. It was a team loss. And it's like, well, you guys did not have chemistry. You guys were not connecting. Horrible passes, no finishing, really dumb mistakes in the back line. So there has to be accountability, in my opinion, at the end of the season. And it's these last six games, prove to yourself, prove to the team rather, that this is why I deserve to stay. Fair enough. I I like that. Andy, what would you like to see from the from LAFC these last six games? Man, um, I think I honestly have seen enough already. I like I like you said. I think that if even if they find a way to make it into the playoffs, which I do not see likely, you can't expect much from the team. Now, I will say this: if they do make it to the playoffs, any team that has to come play in LA is not going to want to do that because at the end of the day. Bob and his tactics and his strategies are respected by all these different head coaches. Like this Portland game that they just lost prior to the break. Um, Savaresi said it like, we don't let come in here. They know it's tough to play there. They know what type of game LAFC plays, whether or not they figured it out is a different story, but it's still not a place that any team really wants to go play in the playoffs. But and they like, you're, you're going to, A, you need to get results, which you haven't been doing. B, then you need other things to fall your way, which you're already asking for too much in a regionalized schedule. And then see, like, what possible in these six games can make you feel 100%. Not 100%. What could make you feel a lot better than what you have already seen? I don't think any player has a window to be like, oh, man, yeah, I'm convinced, like, next year is going to be the year. I think we've already we, – the sample size is big enough for what this season and what they've shown. Sure, we want to see them fight. We want to see them try to, you know, still make a push for it. They're not going to go out there and just fold, but – at the end of the day, like I think, like I said, the writing's on the wall. Like we know what what went wrong. We know what needs to happen. These six games to me is all about, like you guys mentioned, just go out there and try to win and, and keep fighting. Don't give up. Because if you see a team give up, then that's more of a um, a say on Bob himself and on the players themselves, and that's gonna change the whole, I guess, dynamic of what happens in the off season. But to say that these next six games we're gonna see something that's riveting, I don't think so. I think that. Bob talked about last year it being such a a, a mental um, block because of the pandemic, because of, you know, different things that happened. And I feel like this year, without a lot of those restrictions they had last year, it's kind of along the same way. Like the mental hasn't been there throughout the year. Things that maybe people are dealing with on and off the field haven't been there throughout the year and they just haven't found a way to cope with it. I don't think that these last six games tell me anything different than what I've already seen all year. Yeah, I think I think as an organization, I think just LAFC needs to be better. I just from what I've seen from them, it, it, this season it just hasn't been good. I mean, there's been a lot of like ins and outs, and just like I just needs to be cleaner. I, I just feel like if you're if you're gonna compare, if you want to aspire to be eventually right, well, this is what I've been told that they want to aspire to be right, like a staple, like the Lakers and Dodgers and stuff. But I think overall, they just they just need to be better. Um, you, you know what the worst part is, is that like seeing John Thornton blame the still using the COVID card, 
You know, oh. it's like, <laughs> he like, said, he said on, that. Dude, I, like, did he, did he say that? When did he yeah, say that? He's still using it. I mean, I think it was when, um, when they sold Rossi, they sold you know, like when they oh, sold Diogo yeah. Rossi, he used the COVID card again. It's like, yeah, dude, but like everybody's dealing with this shit, you know? And it's like, yeah. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not falling for it. Yeah, look, there, there, are, look, there, there are some people that still do because I've had a couple of people on my show. They still believe that uh, that is the code, but I, I don't. I'm tend, I don't believe that because players being sold left and right for millions and millions. That just look at Europe, you know, right? Um, uh, yeah, I just, I think they, they, they just need to be need to be better because I think what I've seen from them, it just hasn't been good. Uh, and like, I don't know, like from. Um, from from when I first started coming to this team to now is 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 like and I don't want to like beat 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 on a dead horse but I just feel like um what they aspired to be they also got to show it with the action show it with the fans and all these different things and I just don't think they're yet they're there yet and I don't know organizationally what led to this downfall what led to the miscommunication between Bob Bradley and John Thornton because they're they're clearly weren't on the same page that's not no secret right and. Carlos Vela, right? You know, there's, there's, there's not, a, there's a secret. Whatever riff happened or whatever caused that to between Bob Bradley, Carlos Vela, or, or the players, you name it. I just think you can't have that next season. Now let's talk about some of the positives because I think we have to talk about the positives. I think to me the positives is Chicho Orango, is Mamadou Fall, um, Bryce Duke at times. Um, and to me, it was it was Tomas Romero, but now it, it, it may be Jamal Blackman. But that look, we're, we're talking about three or four things. But I think, regardless if Vela stays or, or not, you got you got a piece that you can build around now, around in this Chicho Rongo. You're gonna have to have you're gonna keep Brian Rodriguez regardless. No one's no one's paying twelve million for him right now, so you're, you're gonna you're gonna keep him for for the long haul. So, what what are your thoughts about Justin about potentially building around uh, Chicho Rongo? Yeah. I, I mean, I like Chicho Arango. I think I think Brian Rodriguez also can be seen as a positive because at the beginning of the season, it was very Brian bad. Brian Rodriguez, I mean, situ- too. I meant to add him, too. Yeah. yeah the, I mean, the situation around him was very bad. To me, his attitude has completely changed since he's returned. Um, and, and yeah, I mean, he got that fourth best on 22 under 22 or whatever it is. Um, that this, That's a pretty good ranking for him. But, yeah, I mean, Chicho is – a very good player in my opinion. I honestly think we've, we've talked about how he hasn't played with Vela. I think they would link up really, really well. Um, if we can see that in these final six games, it'd be nice. But I mean, that front three could be extremely dangerous. You're asking what we'd like to see in the last six games. I'd like to see those front three play together and see what they can do. Because I mean, it could be the best front three in, in MLS, but I don't know. I mean, under Bob, it could it could work out. It could say, okay, we see these last six games. They come together. They start tearing it up, and then they head into playoffs. I mean, as Andy said, we're very unlikely to have a game at home. If so, it would be in the second round, which would be unlikely. But even so, that those three players and Bob Bradley are still feared in MLS, even if, mm-hmm. even if we're not having the best season. If we can go into the playoffs with those hot, anything can happen in MLS playoffs. We all know that. But... Yeah, I mean, I agree with what you're saying about Romero. I po- very positive to me. It seemed like he was one of the young players that would have been picked out to to continue with us. But then we get Blackman. We just have a continually rotating goalkeeper position for essentially our entire existence. So, yeah, and I, honestly, I thought that was that was done with Romero. But um, yeah, Andy, obviously, look, look positive. You just said Chicho Rongo, Brian Rodriguez, Fall. Uh, it looks promising. I know there's 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 a lot of stock on him, but he still has to work his way up. You know, there's nothing, but it looks promising. Um, what are your thoughts on those three pieces? 
Yeah, I agree. I think that um, Brian's uh, situation is, is, is a little weird and it's been weird from like Justin said in the, in the beginning where like the beginning of the year, everybody was like, nah, we don't want this guy back. We don't want to see him in LA and you know, all the stuff that was happening around him being in Spain. And then he comes back and, you know, he's playing. I don't think he's playing great. I think he's playing well, but he has that big game against the galaxy, the big goal. And, you know, those are moments that kind of boost you. But remember, this is a kid that is going to Uruguay and playing next to Luis Suarez, who's arguably one of the best strikers in the world right now. And it's like, yo, this kid's ceiling is so high. So if he could, he could bank on that. And listen, the they played Colombia, the first qualifier, and he only played 45 minutes. I don't know why the coach took him out. I think he was counting on the next game, but he was tearing us up. I was like, yo, I've never seen Brian Rodriguez play this in my life. And I've watched him play since he's been at LAFC. He was tearing us up. So the kid has a lot of talent. Um, I think it's a, it's a piece that LAFC could bank on and hope to to do well on. But I think there's also a, a case of like maybe wanting to move on from him too. Not wanting to, but like knowing that that's a possibility at any given moment. And would they jump at a transfer offer like or a loan offer like they did with the first one? So that's kind of interesting to me. I think Chicho is the piece that, you know, he he came in, he, he kind of showed a lot of um, a lot of qualities that they were lacking in terms of just personality, in terms of um, just freeing the game up. And I think he said one thing in a few a few press conferences ago that really stood out to me that nobody ever really talked about. And I didn't really mention either. But he said that I asked him about like the dynamic between him and his teammates and how like he's seen the energy ease up in the time that he's been there and he was basically like, yo i want them to enjoy the game like i like i don't I haven't heard somebody say it the way he did like i want them to enjoy the game like they did when they were kids and i think that in certain moments you see that like, that hits different happy, that hits different when they're dancing like, obviously results are gonna have a complete effect on whether or not they are enjoying the game but for him to come out and say that like a player of his caliber who in Colombia was top of the top of the league in scoring was coming from one of the biggest teams, like he could have came in here and been like, yo, you know, I'm going to do my thing and whatever. But he really has shown a mentality of like, I want everybody to be together. And that's for LAFC in this moment after this season is the biggest thing possible um, moving forward that they could benefit from. And then Mamadou has been great. I think, I don't think anybody expected him to be that good. Um, He's showing out. He obviously has to learn a lot, but um, that's, that's positive knowing that you have somebody of that age, of that caliber already that has done it in big moments. And then even younger guys, like I said it to you, I said it to you before too. Like people like Bryce Duke and and players like that deserve more time. And because I think Bob gets so caught in his own strategies and his own mentality of like we're gonna throw these same eleven guys out there and we're not gonna change around or we're not gonna make subs at a certain time. It's hard to do that during the regular season. But there's been moments that you're like, man, I wish I would have seen this person play more because you know that they could add some. So I think I've always said this with LAFC: the team is talented to me maybe because I watch it more than a lot of other teams. Like, they're one of the more talented teams in the league. It's just that they have to put it together, um, you know, with, with everything being flowing at the right time. But talent-wise, they're there, and they're going to have to move a few pieces and figure it out. But even losing somebody like Diego Rossi, and I said it, even without Vela on the field and losing Diego Rossi, like, that team is still good enough to go and compete against top-tier teams. Um, they just haven't been doing it. Yeah, no. Angel, let's get your thoughts on the on the positive pieces, right? We mentioned Chicho, Brian Rodriguez, Mabudu Fa. Um, what are, what are your thoughts on the? I mean, if you have any other uh, additional players you'd like to add, but what are, what are your thoughts on, on some of the positives for LAFC next moving forward? Yeah, I really like Chicho. I don't think there's really anybody who dislikes Chicho, right? He, everybody loves seeing his passion and his hunger to score. Um, but ultimately, I would say I, I, I want, I'm waiting for these last six games to even like really judge him because 
his six goals, while I, you know, I've liked his performance in every single one of those games, three of them were penalties. Let's be honest. Three of them were penalties. So if we really, you know, scratch that and think of three three goals in what nine, ten games, that's a little concerning. And the last, I think, three or four games he hasn't scored. Um, I'm I'm very optimistic about him and I want the best for him and I want him to work out for us. But I like I said, I'm gonna reserve my judgment in these last six games and I really need to see. Um, how he scores because at the end of the day he's a striker and if you guys remember Urenia year year one for LAFC he was actually a really good player Urenia but he was a striker and he, he wasn't putting in the goals he wasn't yeah, putting but I, I feel like there's uh, there's a difference between Urenia no, of course, of course. and Chicho there's a big difference no there's a big difference one's on all one I'm side saying, and the other one's on the other side yeah, but they were central strikers at the end of the day. And all I'm connecting here, all I'm connecting here is that at the end of the day, the goal number counts when you're the striker. And that's what I'm saying. In these last six games, I don't care his hunger and his passion if he's not scoring these goals. Let's say in six games he doesn't score a goal. That's going to be important to know when, you know, next season. And so I'm good with him right now, and I'm still very much an optimist, but I'm going to reserve my judgment until these end of these six games. And – I don't want him to be a DP. I, there's rumors out there that they might upgrade him to a DP next year. I don't necessarily feel that comfortable with that, in my opinion, until I see how these next six games are. And if he is a DP, that that's a bit concerning because I do want to see new blood here. And I'm not quite sure if he's at DP level, in my opinion, as a striker. There's been, I don't know to be true, but there's been that speculation. Maybe he was promised to be a DP. Yes. That's um, what that's so. my main concern. I'd be happy with him as a high time. The other players fall. Mabadou fall. Love him. I only want to see him starting next year if we're three center backs. I feel like He's worth the investment. Even if he costs us a goal sometimes, I think we're going to have to work through it and develop this kid because he has an insane amount of potential. But I only want to see him in a three-center back um, setup, hopefully with Segura and maybe Murillo. But I think Murillo is the one in doubt here more than Fall and Segura next season if we have a three-center back position. My opinion is we take and buy a very high TAM center back um, and give Murillo the depth position unless he just really outperforms next season. But right now, in my opinion, Fall, Segura, new center back. Um, as far as Romero, not convinced. Not convinced at all. Uh, LAFC has always just been very conformist with their goalie position. They're not like, oh, we got to get an elite goalie that's going to help us out. Those one goals differences have made such a difference um in these games that we've lost like we've lost by one goal a lot and if we just had an elite goalie like bond has helped galaxy in so many games i think that'll but be it's a big not even helping them in there they haven't won getting game i know in, i know in, in nine, but he did one game in nine at the end of the so. day at the end of the day he gave like at least five or six wins for galaxies that they wouldn't have had without him and he saved their asses a lot and i don't feel like romero gave us much of that i feel like he was just a body there and there were six attempts. I mean, there was three attempts on goal, and two were goals. It's like not impressive at all to me. Is he? Youth? Yeah, I don't. I wouldn't say youth? that. We're, we're we're trying to talk about the positives, but give us give well, us your thoughts. Give well, us your thoughts saying, on Rodriguez, saying, though. On Rodriguez, I love Rodriguez. Yeah. He has potential. Obviously, everyone could see his potential. But next year, I believe you. If he doesn't perform at an at a larger level that we're hoping, I don't think we should go further with him. I think next year is his final year to really prove himself. 
that's my opinion on Rodriguez. Yeah, a fair, fair opinion, but $12 million, that man is not going anywhere. <laughs> Look, they that's the thing. Like, I think Rodriguez, and they had that conversation because once he came back, this is where I assume the conversation, we let you go. It didn't work out for you. Now you're back. Now you got to prove, not just to us, but you got to prove to Uruguay. You got to prove you back home. You don't, not just us, not just here in LA. You got to prove back home that you're worth to be in the Uruguayan national team. So I think Rodriguez is going to work, is going to progress, right? I don't know if he's going to eventually be a $12 million player. Maybe if he keeps, Andy said he was tearing it up against Colombia. Um, I think there's a possibility, but I think the I, optimism yeah. for Rodriguez is, is getting is getting there because he's, he's fully committed. And I think whatever conversation he had once he came back with the front office or Bob, I think that has changed. And I'm very before I wasn't as optimistic for Brian Rodriguez. Now I'm very optimistic because he has to prove not just to LFC but back home that he's worth uh, that he's worth a, a roster spot in the Uruguay national team, and that means big because that's big because he he will he will definitely get another opportunity um, to go back to Europe. Now will LFC pull the trigger? That's a whole other thing. Um, that's that's a whole other thing because that 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 that's what may be holding uh, that could potentially hold things up in the future. Um, Justin, let's let's get some some predictions before we wrap things up. Uh, what are your predictions for this for this uh, Saturday against San Jose? Well, I think it's going to be a very good game because both teams, I mean, both coaches love attacking football, and both teams need three points. One point is doesn't do much for either team, really. So I think it'll be guns blazing on both sides. I think it'll be relatively high scoring. San Jose has conceded like three, three, at least three goals in their past four or five games. I think the only one in their past five they didn't was against us when they beat us 2-0 in San Jose. Um, so they concede a lot of goals. We've been conceding a lot of goals, uh, and, and I think it'll be high scoring. So probably 3-1 is my, is my prediction and hope for a 3 There we go. There we go. We got, we got to go bold. Andy, before we get to you, G-Man, he says, Rodriguez needs to get bit by Suarez like how Spider-Man got bit, bit to get his superpowers back. <laughs> I'm only oh, trying. That's, that's just hilarious. We'll have to see if Suarez is down. We know he's done it before. Andy, uh, what, what, are, what are your score predictions? Even Anthony in the chat says 4-2 LAFC. Salute to G-Man. Uh, my prediction is that uh, Matias Almeida gets kicked out again like he did what last week. Oh, he did. Um, did. Listen, man, I, I expect it to be an open game too because, like Justin said, at this point, um, they both know that a draw doesn't help. And I, I said the same thing about the Galaxy game, but those games are always very different when you're playing rival. Um, but, yeah, I think I, I, can see, I can see it going both ways. I can see uh, – I, I see I see goals, what I'm trying to say. I see at least two goals, maybe a 2-2 two, two draw. I wouldn't be surprised by that. But I think at least each, each side scores twice. So let me go with 3-2. Um, let's go 3-2 San Jose just to get, just to get away with it. Uh, <laughs> You're going to have some enemies after the show, but hey, right, look, I like the bold prediction. Why not? <laughs> I, I, uh, the, the one thing I did, I, I was going to say earlier, I didn't mention in like LAFC's trajectory and like trying to make a playoff run. Like how crazy is it that the best chance they have right now is the Galaxy slipping. And the Galaxy slipping might just open the door for LAFC. Yeah, just something to chew on for the, 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 you know, the next few games. 
I think Galaxy and a couple more. It's not just Galaxy. I would no, I, it's sure, Galaxy, sure, but yeah, but Galaxy, no. the, the Galaxy losing this and looking this way right now is a is, might have a big, big say. But uh, yeah, with LA, you. they're playing the they're LAFC playing the needs Timbers. to win. LAFC yeah. needs to win, so that's yeah. all that matters. Uh, Edge, uh, score predictions for this weekend. Uh, I'll be the conservative one and say we win two zero. I, it's always like ridiculous. No, I'm gonna say two one because I don't believe in our defensive backline to get a clean. I was gonna say that's pretty bold two zero uh, or the goalie to, in that instance. But I'll be conservative and say two to one because every time I thought, yeah, this is the game we're gonna score three to four, it never ends, and it always ends up being a bit slow and like barely getting that win. So I'm gonna say two to one at the end. And I agree with Andy. By the way, I think our biggest chance of <laughs> qualifying to the playoffs is uh galaxy slipping and i see them slipping when you look at their schedule it's 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 harder than ours to be honest and and they've been in a downward momentum you know that'd so. be interesting if it was like whichever team right six or seven or seven or eighth right because it's yeah. only seven so if it comes down to unfortunately they don't you guys don't play each other anymore but yeah, yeah and galaxy like- has never Ended a season above us, and uh, maybe it's not going to happen again. That's, that's my take. Look, that's my take. Because I cover both teams, I hope one team makes it. If neither team makes it, um, I don't know. Early, 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 early holidays, man. Early <laughs> holidays for the LA Soccer yeah. Hub crew. So we'll, I will not we'll say watching. if I'm happy or mad about that. Don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, guys. Look, uh, it's been a pleasure. Everybody in the chat, uh, thank you, thank you guys for hopping on. Um, uh, like if you guys haven't subscribed to the YouTube, definitely give us a subscription on the YouTube channel. Definitely trying to grow it there. Uh, I want to thank Justin. I want to thank Andy. I want to thank Edge for popping on. This is Jill. It's going to wrap things up. And bye, everybody. Hope you guys have a great one. Peace.